Digimon Digital Moncast, a show where we sit around and talk about Japanese kids and their pet monsters fighting other monsters. And in this episode, we face the terror of our nightmares. Now, we need to clarify, this isn't the other show about kids with their pet monsters that fight other pet <laughs> monsters, or the no, other other talk. show about kids with their pet monsters. Yeah, I, I yeah. could go on. There's... Japan and their pet monsters. Do you think that Japanese people just actually have pet monsters and are not telling us? Well, I have to assume. Like, one or two I could imagine, you know, coming up with this, but this many? <laughs> <laughs> it is kind of just, like, wish fulfillment. Like, maybe just, like, if we keep putting in a fiction, one day the technology will get there. <laughs> if we just trick True. enough people into believing it's already real, it'll become real. Hmm. The lovely voices you hear are Joel. Yes, that's me. And Jules, who is back. Either. Yep. <laughs> not not impeded by work, but Ooh, recording this my birthday. <laughs> yeah. It's a good too. I had to wake up early because I forgot about daylight savings. Yeah, the fact that like daylight savings affects me but not you is also weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, you... know, he has daylight savings in Sydney. Uh, we do not have it here. You just, you just don't like, ob- just don't observe it, or no, no. I'm I'm just. It's because like I'm probably a couple of kilometers more east than mm. them. It's yeah. It it honestly it does not make that much of a difference in Sydney in Melbourne. It kind of does because the sun is different in Melbourne. That um, is, I, I'm having trouble processing that. <laughs> well, I mean, here the sun in winter uh, it sets at about ooh, five p.m. Sure. In sure. summer, it sets at about five thirty. Ah, not not a lot of variance, huh? No, it's we live pretty close to the equator, so not a lot changes. I uh, suppose Jules has had to go for a sec. So I uh... I've got telemarketer problems. Oh, <laughs> oh no! Well, put, well, bring them on. Put them, put them on. <laughs> yeah, okay, we'll discuss hey. discuss your telemarketing issues live on the air. Well, funnily enough, uh, of all things, it was them like calling for us uh, as representatives of the Rural Fire Service, which works with this episode, surprisingly. Oh, yeah. Hey, yeah, that's very on message. Are you aware of the threat of Miramon upon our <laughs> With uh, Do you know about the th- uh, about the precious ecosystem of Mount Hirarashi? Mihirashi Mountain. Mihirashi. Well, the, the nice thing about uh, Miramon issues, though, is as long as you can defeat him in battle, all your fire issues just go away. It's yeah, they just disappear. <laughs> easy come, easy go, I guess. Yeah, but the one season you don't win is, like, that's a bad season for everyone. Mm, and all your water's gone, too. Yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, normally it goes the other way around. You have the drought, and then you have the fires. Mm. Miramon's that... drought and fire at the same time. I don't know if, that was, if, it, was that, if it was that easy for California in their drought. Just, like, defeating <laughs> Almond Farm, <laughs> Digimon, like, okay, we're done. Like, well, there's, we well, the there's a couple of... There's got to be at least a couple of Hellmouths there, so somebody just needs to go in and start kicking some ass. 
That's what's causing the drought. Hellmouth exposure. <laughs> now you just make me think of like it's some weird disease now. Have you got Hellmouth? Check your, check your medical practitioner. Yeah, I think there's a, I think there's a shot for that now, but not many people get it. They're worried about side check effects. Check your body occasionally for symptoms of Hellmouth. <laughs> symptoms include awful teeth and demonic influence and a weirdly scrunchy forehead. Mm. And really bad contact lenses. Yeah. Satanic so position may vary across across different people. <laughs> Man, what was with the makeup from that show? Um, the it had no budget, makeup. and it was 1997. <laughs> hmm. Very similar to this show, which... Did you notice the number of sheer animation errors in this episode? I have trouble calling some of the stuff that happens in this episode animation. Well, <laughs> when I was looking for the Japanese title, I was on their wiki page, and every episode on the wiki page has a list of animation errors. How big was this list? <laughs> Fucking huge! <laughs> like, longer than the plot synopsis, I'm guessing? Yes! <laughs> Apparently, in almost every shot of Biomon, her feathers on her head are different colours. I noticed that much, yeah. Um, now, see, if you're clever, of... you write that into fiction. Like, she just has, like, a chameleon crest or and something. And there's a lot of, like, people's gloves and bags and straps and stuff being the same color as their clothes, because they just forgot, they used, like, the fill option. I'm just, yeah, it's just like, oh, one that'll get you. off, like, <laughs> yep. as an artist, yeah, that shit will happen. Yeah. But there are some really bad ones that we'll get to when they show up, because I don't know how they got through. I think Jules has got another telemarketer problem. So uh, we'll be right back when my phone call is over. Let's kick it up! Shout out all the things that we can do! Let's kick it up! And now they're not tomorrow! Let's kick it up! Cause they seem the last for me and you! Let's kick it up! Together! And we are back. So, uh, Jill sent us a picture of their dog, which is a adorable corgi. But it's a corgi with, like, long, floppy ears, so it just... Long-snouted like, Patamon, I think we've we've determined. Yep, it's yes, in the right color, Patamon. with, like, the, the orange back and the white underneath. And, yeah, I think long, we, Tyler and I were discussing, long-snouted Patamon is just as viable a Digimon name as any other Digimon name with weird yep. prefixes and suffixes. Oh yeah, no, it would be like a it would be a Patamon variant, which inexplicably yeah. like digivolves from completely different lines and digivolves into <laughs> completely different lines, but for some reason just looks like a Patamon so from that one stage. Uh Toy Agumon as one of the Digimon like that. Have you seen what Toy Agumon looks like? <laughs> I love it. I love he Toy is, Agumon. He is an Agumon made of Lego. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's I, I thought for what? sure it was a joke the first time I saw it, because I mean it didn't appear in the show. Uh, it appears in Frontier. Yeah, but I love that it's not even like it's not like made out of orange Lego. It's made out of multicolored, multicolored Lego. Lego. And yeah, still, like like the green and the eyes and red. cross over two of the bricks. <laughs> oh yeah, no, they're just <laughs> stick. They're just stick on uh, googly eyes. That's, yeah. that's all they are. That's true. They're they're repolo. They're repolo. You're labels, wondering like. is is Toy Agumon kind of like um, Magnumon? The, the Pokemon, not, oh, not the Digimon. Kind like, 
kind of. You know how you get like multiple uh, toy Agumon if you put them together and like <laughs> rearrange the blocks? Do you get toy Greymon? <laughs> oh God, God help you if you accidentally misplace a piece. Like, oh man, no, yeah, yeah, just you know how hard Lego is to pry apart. Imagine that, like. Oh, well, looking at these, the the dimensions don't look right. This this must be Mega Blocks or one of those, you know, off-brand Lego <laughs> knockoffs. Duplo Agumon. <laughs> Duplo Agumon. Well, now that you mentioned like, his head is just a single block. <laughs> <laughs> well, now you mentioned like Long Snouted Patamon. I'm just trying to imagine like apply it to all the other Digi Evolutions. So Long Snouted Anjumon. <laughs> like, what would that? <laughs> Well, it would be like it would be like it would be like Beta Ray Bill to Anjuman's Thor. Shit, you sold me. Shit, <laughs> as a fan of Beta Ray Bill, you fucking sold me. I would. Yeah, like, I would love to see a horse face Anjuman. No, but it's just it's a dog face Anjuman now. Like it's just a dog. <laughs> see, I was imagining it would be like if Anjuman turned on big head mode. <laughs> so a giant head. But just Anjumon fucked up in the character creation screen. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, digi- digital monster factory. Let's let's start oh, this. Oh god. Oh, oh god, no, we were talking about that as well. We like, were talking about monster factory like, earlier. Yeah, because we're mentioning <laughs> Digimon have just say like fucked up big hands. Yeah, everyone part. in this show has enormous hands. I think one of the reasons why it's so it was so appealing to like the you know ten to like fourteen year old demographic, which was I think roughly that was roughly my age when the show came yeah. out, was because the designs look a lot like how kids that age tend to draw things anyway. With huge yeah. hands and giant yep, heads, huge yep, huge like extremities because those are the like most obvious parts and like weirdly more muscle than makes sense. Yep. It's like, this guy's got 14 biceps in one arm. Like, yeah, that's not the way it works. Because he's the strongest. Like, yeah. You see, he's got veins popping out with veins don't exist. Well, yeah, I mean, it, yeah, it kind of uh, followed a lot of the uh, comics designs, too, from the 90s. That's true. <laughs> but I guess 90s like comic in- designs. It was the inverse, because, like, with, oh, uh, fucking, not Jeff Loeb, uh, Rob, Rob Liefeld. Yeah, yeah, thank you, Rob Liefeld. <laughs> I knew exactly like, what you're thinking of. <laughs> yeah, thank you, because, like, it's the fact that Rob, Rob Liefeld was, like, huge biceps and, like, tiny hands and feet which don't exist. And The feet digi- that are always standing, like, yep, ballerinas like on, on yeah. point. And then you've got, like, thanks to, like, 2000-ish anime that was, you know, localized over, like, Digimon, you've got giant hands and feet and skinny legs and biceps and arms. Like, but equally yeah. ridiculous guns. Yes. Oh, and we as were many talking about and, and pouches and Mummymon from Adventure Two. His gun, because he has a gun. <laughs> um, the fuck is it? It's just like a machine gun, except it's about five feet tall. Because <laughs> like... there's pictures of him where he's standing there and he's leaning on his gun, and he's not even like bending over. He's just got it underneath his arm, and he's it's just standing basically there. Basically, like an actual crutch with the stock and everything. Yeah, <laughs> except it's a gun. And if and if you think about it, I mean, what is a mummy but like a person with the most possible straps on? It's true. Like he's, <laughs> but the fact that he's got like leather straps over his bandages as well, like you're, I guess for a mummy that makes sense. Maybe like he's also got like instead of the cr- he doesn't have cross swords over his back like any you know, kid's original and... <laughs> character did back in the uh, late 90s and early 2000s, but he's got crossed pharaoh staves. 
does. <laughs> oh, I never put that together, but yep, you're right. That. So right. Like, why? They don't have swords. There's nothing there. It's just stops. Jules stops. was theorizing before we started that a lot of the Digimon in the show are um, just kids with their original character do not steal. Yeah, yeah like, that would make a lot of sense. Into the Digi-world. Like... As soon as they make up a, a monster. So it's basically like uh, Takato in uh, Season 3, but unwi- yeah, we more, even more unwitting. Yeah, because, <laughs> yeah, like, I forgot that happened, and not to make fun of, like, kids drawing stuff, because I was just as bad. Like, <laughs> I created, my friend and I uh, created fucking our own, like, Digimon characters who also would have been Smash Brothers characters? <laughs> like, like, it was like, um... You fuck it. I might as well just air my dirty laundry right here on my birthday on the fucking Digimon <laughs> podcast. Share my sins for the world to witness. But, Is this um, where I mentioned that there was actually a Digimon game that played like Smash Brothers? Oh shit! I'm I would play the hell out of that. Yeah. Apparently, it was dreadful. Oh, but, of course. Yeah, but then like th- these characters were Dargon and Tekka, Dargon. and I don't. Dargon was literally because. Oh my god! I gotta tell I'm, my friends. No, no, no. No, because my friend has a uh, roleplay character named Dargon. See, he is like a drunken tavern owner. Oh, see, like, it's nothing as creative as that. Dargon is like literally if Dante from Devil May Cry was a dragon man. Oh, nice. So that's why he's called Dargon. Oh, of course, yeah. (laughs) Someone misspelled dragon? Yeah, it's like Aragon. So, yeah, like, and he's got a giant sword and a gun and a leather jacket slash duster. Of course, you have to have the sword and the gun. Exactly. And then Mm. Tekka was, like, a robot man who was spindly and had lots of guns. (laughs) (laughs) Doesn't that already exist in Digimon? Isn't that Andromon? That's that's literally a lot of Digimon, as we've discussed. That's a good point. Like Commandramon, who I finally remembered was oh, Commandramon, the, the Digimon that has digital camo skin and ha- wears like body armor and a helmet and carries an M16. That's just his thing. His like, DG yeah. M16. <laughs> he looks like a guy who would be at a Call of Duty midnight launch. I love when they get into the Digimon who have like metal armor and stuff. How it's made out of chrome digizoid. I forgot about that, obviously. I only Fuck. remember that because Metal Siege Ramon says it, and every oh, line he okay. says is completely memorable because of his dog shit awful voice. Well, yeah, well, it was like... It's like Evil Surfer Dude, isn't it? It's like, Yeah, and he sounds bored all the time. I'm Metal Siege Ramon, like, I... Yeah. The thing that amazed <laughs> me is I was like, who is this voice actor? I have to know if he's done anything else so I can laugh at him. Um, that is my cat scratching at my door. Um, and he voices TK in season two. What? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Surprised well, me he, as well. I guess he has range. Oh, I have to go let this cat in before he drives me crazy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I definitely remember the. Uh, I definitely remember the Chrome Digizoid stuff because my OC don't steal was just me. But I. I remember this. Yeah. Yeah, but I found at one point a set of. Like armor, it's kind of like an Iron Man suit that let me fight Digimon by myself. Oh, nice! <laughs> because nice. So you, you know, nice. I had Digimon. yeah, 
Well, no, it's just I was still no, me. I was just you know suited up. Okay. And then I, I could, admit. and then I could transfer the armor to my partner, and he could like armor digivolve with it. And I came up with this. <laughs> I want to point out before funny. season two. So they stole armor digivolving from me. <laughs> you also accidentally, you also accidentally created the precursor to an inverse version of a future Sentai where that happens. Oh boy! Like a robot, like when he becomes uh, one of the rangers and he transfers his armor parts of his body to his owner, who also becomes a ranger. So they become rangers together. See, that's a pretty wow. good hook. So I don't blame them for using it. Yeah, it, no, that, it's a fair, it's a fair <laughs> fucking idea, but it's like. Huh, that's oddly specific, and that works really well. <laughs> yeah, I regret letting the cat in now, because he's trying to jump on me. You've got your own Digimon problems. Yep. Well, he's just trying to, he's just trying to protect you. When, uh, <laughs> yeah, to... yeah when, monster, when monsters attack your uh, room, he'll, uh, he'll Digivolve <laughs> to uh, protect you. So just overfeed he... him, and he'll, be, he'll get bigger. Does he turn into Angelwoman? Because well, that's what the other cat sense. turns into. Except he's not a woman. So, Angemon? <laughs> well, I thought we assumed your dog turned into Angemon. I'm so yeah, confused. Look, look, we, we also discussed, like, how, like, fusion DNA digivolution works as well in other games, and, like, you can create, like, anything you fucking want. <laughs> anything can become anything. It's so It's dumb. like Outback Steakhouse. You can just, no rules. You, you fucking do whatever you want. <laughs> Digimon, no rules, just right. Yeah, just like, yeah. Hey, you want, hey, you want a Gallantmon? Just smash together a Vmon and a fucking Beomon, and I guess it'll work? <laughs> just somewhere the DNA strands will cross, and just digivolution, like, fuck. Well, I suppose if you break them down into their component ones and zeros, you can rearrange those however you want. Exactly. God. You can create some really <laughs> fucked up stuff if you mess up there. Oh, man, can you imagine ROM hacking Digimon? <laughs> <laughs> That's where Missing No came from, from Pokemon. It's just Digimon that will actually pull it over. What's the Missing No equivalent of Digimon? Oh, man. Yeah, because they were in Digimon format instead of Pokemon format, and somebody forgot to run the conversion script, and oh, boy. <laughs> just imagine, that'd actually be kind of fucked if you fucked up the Digivolution, and then they just became a pile of code in front of you. Well, isn't that kind of the origin for Apoclamon? That it was bit. Digimon who tried to Digivolve but couldn't quite make it and just died. He's like the remnant. So like Linux in 2020? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay, well, okay, I'll specify. Desktop Linux. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm gonna give you that one. Is, I was talking to a friend who, like, she uses a lot of uh, Linux stuff and even she admits, like, it's really sad when people try and make it the year of desktop Linux. Like, it, this is the year, It's guys. been the year Everyone's of gonna... Linux for the last 15 years. Yeah, it's like, mobile phones, it makes sense, because with Android and everything, but you can't, no, it's just not going to work. <laughs> like... No. So no, they... The episode itself, yeah, we should. <laughs> <laughs> that, would, that would be smart. Oh, come on, the, the core to any good podcast is putting off the topic at hand for as long as possible. <laughs> <laughs> and like we found out last episode, in this show we seem to spend more time talking about episodes that haven't happened yet, rather than the one we should be talking about. Yeah, because it's just set up at this point. It's like we know what's gonna fucking happen. Like, I so wonder if that's gonna finally get some story in this episode. Even I wonder if, if that's gonna loop back at some point, so that 
like when we get to the episodes we've been talking about for most of these episodes of the show, so we get to we'll just start rummaging. Yeah, we go. We get Tamers and go. Man, I miss those phone booths. What are they up to? <laughs> <laughs> we get to Tamers and we go. Thank God that's over. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I'm kind of excited to get to Tamers because, like, I remember and bits and pieces of it, but I didn't saying, see it all. To get to Tamers, we have to trudge through O2. No, oh, that's I a good point. See the world tour. I want to. <laughs> I want to delve into that madness. <laughs> so this is episode four. Uh, English title is Beermon Gets Firepower. Which is the most like creative and interesting title they've had so far. Yeah, and the Japanese is Scorching Heat, Bergeramon. God, why the fuck did... Just make those the titles for English audiences. They'll Japanese get it. Japanese titles are pretty cool. Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't know why. They... Especially the last episode. The last episode, the Japanese one was the Blue Wolf Garurumon, and English was Garurumon. Like I get that the whole, <laughs> I get that the whole like description followed by the name uh, format is kind of unusual here, but they could just flip them <clears throat> around if they're worried about that. Yeah, like just say, hey, yeah, Garurumon, the Blue Wolf. That's well, a better Bergeron's title. Scorching Heat. Yeah, all fucking. I don't. <laughs> scorching Scorching Heat sounds like an action movie. Starring Steven Seagal. Yeah, Isn't yeah. Like an '80s song. Well, that no, would be no, that would be the song that plays at the end of the movie. Yes, that yeah. was made specifically for the movie. Yes, it's a good point. Yes. <laughs> so, start of this episode, it's apparently Matt's turn to narrate because the last episode was about him. <laughs> uh, he just he does the recap. I'm still going to keep track of when this narration ends because. <laughs> it, it's going to end. I know it happens. I just don't know exactly when. And for some reason, the title screen it has like a big blast of steam. And does it? Yeah. yeah. When, like the, when the title card comes up. Oh yeah. It's just like a. Psh. Guess they want to emphasize like shit's hot at the moment. <laughs> yeah. So kids are still walking through the forest with all the random ass signs everywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then something flies overhead and makes a big whooshing sound. Like really far away. Matt thought it was an aircraft, and Sora says it looks like a giant gear. She's right, because yeah, this is her episode. She must be right. Yep. <laughs> um, <laughs> Situational intelligence. Yes. Yep. I'm used to kid shows. Don't worry. Izzy says that his theory of aliens is getting more and more plausible as time goes on. I don't blame him at this point. Like honestly, I had I when he first said about the aliens with the phone booths, I thought that he just dropped that. He fucking sticks with it. <laughs> well, I mean, really, yeah, he's kind of not wrong, even, because, like, no. what are Digimon, if not aliens, by the technical definition? They're not extraterrestrials, <laughs> but... But honestly, if you saw, like, a giant black gear flying through the sky, you'd probably go, oh. It's an oh, alien okay. aircraft. Like, must be aliens. Have they not seen that episode of the X-Files with the weird triangle ships? <laughs> Or any Doctor Who episode, frankly. Yeah, yeah they really. Probably, they probably actually just used, like, small gears on strings as a prop in some Doctor Who episode. Oh, even oh and I'm new, for sure. And even New Who would just be, like, CGI gears in a movie. Yep. Uh, Joe thinks that the aliens used an anti-gravity ray to make them all crooked. Because he's looking at a crooked sign and he has no concept of balance. We're starting to see the descent into, like, Joe's psyche being torn apart, I think. 
this is the start. Yeah, I, I, I think, I think at this point, like Joe's escaped from the horrible reality that is they're being marooned in a, you know, unknown land, and has just kind of escaped into the, the delusions of his own mind. Yep. Because it's just a crooked street sign, <laughs> and there's Th- lots those, of those. Like, I know, like, like I know, what? fucking municipal, municipal services in Japan are really good, but they still exist. Like, it's just oh my god. Well, Japan Joe. gets earthquakes sometimes, right? I mean, like, all the time. Like, yeah, that'll that'll make signs get crooked. <laughs> or hell, just even a car hitting a sign, like anything. Yeah. It's not like if it was something like oh. There's a sudden shift in like their ground. Sure, I'd give Joe credit, but he's just looking at a sign that's bent. Like, I feel like know. next. I feel like next episode, Joe's gonna com- uh, freak out about um about uh, one of the others uh, shrinking and be told, "No, no, they're just farther away from you, Joe." <laughs> Joe's just gonna start screaming into a conch next episode and telling anyone he's the only one that can talk. Like... <laughs> Joe's just completely lost it at this point. He doesn't even yeah. care anymore. Um, apparently, so at this point, TK trips on something, and everyone's like, oh my god, TK, be careful. Apparently, <laughs> um, the dialogue in this episode was changed quite a bit from in Japan. I, I kind of wondered. Scene, <laughs> in this scene, apparently, it's, TK has a big, like, oh, I can take care of myself, I'm gonna be a responsible big kid now. Mm-hmm. And then immediately which, trips. Which honestly yeah. sounds like the most Japanese thing in the show so far. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> anyway, TK, um, someone says there might be snakes down there. TK asks if, ask Beomon if there's any snakes in the digital world. And she goes, no, nah, none of those. Just giant flying bug monsters. I kind of well, love how snarky the Digimon are. <laughs> well, she's actually kind of right. I looked it up yeah. and I cannot find a single snake Digimon. Really? I guess like there's the... The sea serpent ones, but they don't count necessarily. Yeah. Those are more. Those are more like eels and There's snakes. Like snake-like yeah. Digimon. But I can't. I can't think of any that are based on snakes. That's huh. weird. Well, it's hard. It, I mean, it's hard to make snakes look muscular. I don't know. <laughs> I've seen a lot of shit on the internet. <laughs> I didn't say it was impossible. <laughs> look, you can do it. You just got to be committed to it. Palamon tells him not to worry about it. He'll take care of the monsters for him. You know, and now that I'm now that I'm thinking what the about fuck it, sorry, is I don't. Wrong with Padamon's voice. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. It's, it's, it's like, is it? It has like, I swear, he's got a different voice actor. I was mentioning before, it just it, sounds he like sounds doing a Padamon impersonation. He, actually, he um the very end of that line sounds almost exactly like Gatomon to me. Hmm, it's it's weird. He just has a different voice in this episode. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, the group decides to keep moving on until they find intelligent life, which the Digimon are very indignant yeah. about. <laughs> As they should be. That's a <laughs> hell of a burn. Yeah. Well, yeah. Which um, I guess is on message for this episode as well. <laughs> so there's, there's a shot here of Beomon like rubbing up against Sora's leg while she's like gritting her teeth. And the dialogue doesn't really match what's going on. As is one to do in dubbed anime. Once again... In the in the Japanese, apparently this episode is a lot more focused on Sora getting really, really pissed off at Beomon for constantly following her around and like <laughs> hugging her. That would make a lot of sense because I thought she seemed weirdly clingy this episode. Yeah, yeah. Which huh. yeah, apparently that's the big focus of this episode. And also, apparently, Sora thinks that uh, 
for some reason, Biomon can't digivolve. Oh. In Japanese, that never comes up in the English. No, because, I mean, Ooh. she doesn't really have any reason to think that. That does come up later with um, Garudamon. That's like Sora's big plot point about her crest, but mm. here it doesn't come up at all. And then Sora's giving this big speech about how you know, they need to stick together to stay safe. And just like what happened with Joe in the first episode, everyone just walks off <laughs> while so, she's talking. Kind of dick to each other. Well, can, yeah, what especially considering they're all strand, they're all stranded in some unknown location. Like the last thing you do is let people fall behind or get split up. <laughs> I really like this scene here when they're just walking through the forest and Matt is like pretending to be a tour guide. He's yeah. like, our next stop will be the forest of irrelevant road signs. No pictures, please. <laughs> like Matt's yeah. acting kind of like a big shit since it, since he got Guru on. Yeah. I feel like Matt's probably losing it too, but in a much more fun and in like well, he's constructive too cool, so way. He's got to act cool about it. Yeah. <laughs> Matt constantly keeping his hands in his pockets and looking off to the side where no one is. Yep. So Always. They, they do a lot of calling out of the constant joke making in this episode too. Like yeah, somebody'll crack good. a stupid joke which happens all the time. It's like how it's how they fill silences essentially. And somebody else like will that. complain about it. Yeah, there's yeah, a great just, one later on. Just imagine that's the voice actor in the booth. They just cracked a comment and they had the recording still on. I was like, "We'll keep that." <laughs> We'll use that for later. Um, Joe's going on about his broken shoelaces. Uh, he goes, stop. And then Mimi says, sounds like you need new shoes. And then immediately goes, ooh, new shoes. And starts <laughs> drooling like Homer Simpson. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. It's like, also, how God do, damn it, Mimi. How do you, I'm just wondering, because like, I personally have not had it happen without any external force being, you know. Oh, how, yeah. How does he just break his shoelaces? Yeah. Shoelaces break. Like, Maybe he tied. Maybe he tied him too tight, and the pressure of like walking all day just snapped him. That sounds like something Joe would do. Yeah, that's true. He worries I too guess. much about his shoes coming off, so he ties his shoes too tight. Yup. Yeah. I've never I've... seen shoelaces <laughs> break of their own fucking accord. Like... I mean, I've I've had them break when I'm tying them because they were getting frayed, but that's yeah, yeah, not halfway th- halfway through the um, day when I've been wearing them for hours. This next shot where they're like at the edge of the forest, there is a sign behind Matt. And it's kind of like one of those, you know, live wires above you sort of thing. But instead of the lightning bolt and a person, it's a lightning bolt and a Yokomon. Oh, yeah, it is! <laughs> That's spectacular. What the fuck? And That's a weird awesome. And a weird attention to detail for this show. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it was the case of, like, the backgrounds are always super detailed and great, and then the foreground was like, yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's worth noting at this point that the digital world, or at the very least File Island, is um basically like Minecraft, where it's got just disparate biomes smashed up next to one another. Because yeah. <laughs> you'll go from you'll go from like an ocean area to a forest to a desert to I can't remember snow. where they go next. But there's like a snow, there's like a there's tundra like a nearby, part, and yeah. yeah, it just doesn't make any sense. There's like a until, mountainous part. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. make sense until like nine years later when Minecraft comes out, and suddenly, oh hey, <laughs> this is just how games are. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because they're in the forest, and then Matt spots some telephone poles out in the distance, and it's just a desert, like, right there. There's and no- like, the trees don't just taper off, it's just full-on forest, then desert. And, like, clearly, like, the there's a huge temperature shift when they step into the desert, because- The air like, goes wavy? 
yeah, the air goes wavy and they start complaining about the heat, which wasn't a problem in the trees. Mm-hmm. Like, I imagine, like, okay, yeah, trees provide shade, but also, like, that's also <clears throat> a bit of a junglish area. Yeah, if it was that hot, it would be humid. humid. It would be humid yeah. as hell. Who knows? Oh, they, they spot the black gear again, and uh, mm-hmm. it flies and, it, like, hits a mountain. It, Izzy thinks it's a flying saucer. Why aren't they more concerned about that? Well, because it... I honestly... They're all suffering from heat stroke at this point, so... Well, not to mention, literally everything in this world is weird and inexplicable and scary, (laughs) so at some point you just kind of have to stop worrying about it. Yeah, that's that's fair enough. (laughs) And it's only after they've been walking for however long that um, they notice that the telephone poles aren't actually connected. Which, I mean, makes sense, because they're, like... That don't go anywhere. They're propped up like a grove of, like, dead trees. (laughs) Like, they're not arranged in any sort of pattern that would make sense for them to be wired up so i don't know why they why they'd even expect them to be it's like a fucking graveyard yeah it's it's like a bunch of skeletons except with telephone poles instead of skeletons and just like bits of wire hanging off them which really adds to the whole like decrepit (laughs) decay you already see a bunch of these poles in the middle of that lake in the last episode i think there's more poles to do with like the like the power lines. Yeah, the, the power That was more lines, like a relay. Actual, like, train yeah. yeah. But, um... Izzy wonders if they aren't actually telephone poles, or there's some strange alien construction that look like telephone poles. He's sticking with this alien thing. <laughs> well, at least it's consistency. That's more to... That's well, more yeah, to, he's, he's got a theory. He's got a theory, and he's gonna <laughs> keep workshopping it until he's proven wrong. I know exactly. he, he does drop it. That's probably in his episode, which I think is next. Um, Sounds about right. When he well, yeah, his, his episode he is where he kind of... discovers that weird room. Well, yeah, he kind of figures out what the nature of the world he's in actually is, so... Yeah, Izzy kind of cheats at the digital world. Um, Mimi goes, hey, does anyone remember those phone booths in that tram car? <laughs> and yeah. everyone's like, yeah, why? Oh, no reason, I just wanted everyone to remember. <laughs> so you Everyone's was, fucking Mimi, losing it. You were so close to a coherent thought just then. So close. I feel like yeah, just I feel like, like I feel like on some subconscious level she's putting all the pieces together and it's just not getting through to <laughs> It's like someone is like beaming the solution into her head and she just can't quite piece it together. Yeah. Uh Joe starts freaking out because it's too hot. Which, fair enough, I was like that a couple days ago. <laughs> um, so so goes, you mentioned however long they've been walking and Izzy just tells us it's been two minutes oh really? Yep. oh shit Joe's freaking out about the heat and everyone's going nuts and they've literally been in this desert for two minutes to be fair they're kids it's <laughs> a good point that is true um, like, ki- like kids get tired of walking in like an air conditioned shopping center like, Mimi pulls out her compass but she says it's a watch. Yeah, she says and her favorite watch. That uh, is her favorite watch, and the numbers have all melted off. But we know she has a compass. She's mentioned it's a compass before as well. She said like, it was broken though, and it, it just proves to be correct. Where like it just starts well, spinning. Actually, well, no, because no, Izzy, it's not broken. It's working. It's not broken because Izzy oh, yeah. says there's um pieces of magnetized metal in the sand that's causing it to mess up. Which is a yeah. real thing that does happen in certain yeah. areas, yeah. even on Earth. Yeah. 
So even on her. Was she just lying about it being broken to cover her well, ass? Well, no, I think, like, again, like, she's looking, like, she's a kid, it's also Mimi, and she just saw a compass that kept spinning. <laughs> like, I don't know, like, yeah, like, you, if you saw, like, your, the numbers on a, like, digital clock just co- constantly keep counting up or going to random numbers, you'd think it's broken as well. Super. But it wasn't spinning before. As far as we know, when they got if we had seen it, have we actually seen it before? Like uh, we got like one shot of it. I don't know if we saw it open. We saw now. It was it closed. was it the same one? Because Ty has a throwaway line here that says, "For you know, a girl who doesn't like the outdoors, you sure have a lot of compasses," which is implies that this is a different compass from the that last was one. Probably just a oh shit, we said the compass was broken. We should toss it into the line <laughs> to explain <Yeah>. that. <laughs> I think it's just the dubbing covering their asses. Um, mm-hmm. Izzy says they should find some water before, you know, everything starts to go to shit. And then, before he can even finish his sentence, Mimi just screams, help, at the top of her lungs. <laughs> Man, that is... I don't know what the fuck they were trying to do with the tub, like... And we get our... Is this the first shot we get of Miramon in the episode? Yes. Uh, yeah. Mm, we get a shot of Miramon's face. He is oh. terrifying. So when they zoom out on Mimi screaming, I wanted to mention this. Um, you can see that the path they've been following is a gear pattern. Yeah. Oh, I didn't which, even notice which, that. That doesn't get commented on in this episode at all, but you get another shot of it later where you see there's like multiple paths that look like intertwining gears. And yep. That's actually pretty clever. Yeah, it's it's interesting considering it's the motif that's going to like follow. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Is it just like the black gears that the island's made of? Ooh. <laughs> but yeah, we, yeah. Is, is, that, he, is that spoilers or foreshadowing? Um, yes. Yes. <laughs> so Izzy's got this great joke here. He says he took a soil sample, measured the barometric pressure and the humidity, and someone says, so what did you find? It's really, really hot. Nice. Yes. <laughs> so glad we have you along, Izzy. <laughs> Science man, Izzy. I can just imagine if Izzy lived in Australia right now, he would just be the most annoying person ever. <laughs> it's really it's hot. Really hot. I have the air conditioning on. It's wonderful. Um, Mimi says that this beach would be more popular if it just had an ocean and a gentle breeze and hunky lifeguards. <laughs> A lot of things would be more popular if there was an ocean nearby and a gentle breeze and hunky lifeguards. Let's be honest here, Mimi. Like, It's a desert, Mimi. It's not a beach. I'm sorry. That'd be a good joke <laughs> if you, you know, thought that she understood that it was a joke. <laughs> That's the thing, yeah. Like, I, I keep it's looking not. back and forth. I don't know if Mimi is hyper self-aware or just completely so oblivious. Not really, really. Like, completely oblivious to everything. Yeah. I'm in the Mimi is oblivious camp. Yeah, that's probably the more accurate one. Yep. Yeah, see, the way I see it, I I see Mimi as being super oblivious and Palmon being incredibly self-aware and like enjoying yes. kind of making fun of her. Yeah, yes. that's fair enough. Um, Beomon just stops and says she can't go any further. She just can't do it. Oh, Mimi give uh, Palmon complains about uh, the heat causing her to wilt. So Mimi gives her oh, her yes. hat, Mimi which I only mentioned because I really like I really like the shots of Palmon wearing Mimi's hat. Pretty yeah, great. It's, it's a pl- it's a little plant monster girl wearing a ca- pink cowboy hat. It's great. Yeah. It's pretty good. Um, Sora says, "Oh no, we've got to stay positive. Try pretending that it's raining." 
At which point, Beermon just fucking, like, goes, Yay! I love the rain! And then once again, starts, like, hugging Sora's leg. <laughs> which, that was really easy. <laughs> um, Matt says, maybe they should turn around and go back to the safety of the not-boiling-hot forest. Which, if they've only been walking for, like, two or three minutes... It's a That's good suggestion. Pretty yeah. smart idea. Uh, but Ty spots something in his spyglass. It's a distant village with like a lake and there's a, a like ship just sunk in the lake. Yeah, yeah. It's a, there's a shipwreck sticking out of this tiny lake. <laughs> it's fine. Um, Everything's fine. Well, I mean, I guess if <laughs> you pretend the digital world works like the real world, a lot of deserts were once like giant bodies of water. That's true. I suppose. But again, that's applying logic. But that, that water well. isn't from the desert, being a body of water, as we will learn. Oh, that's right, yes. Many yeah, times yeah. that water comes from elsewhere. Oh. Um, everyone in the group uh, hopes that the village has food. TK says he's hungry enough to eat broccoli. And Padamon, still with the fucked up voice, <sighs> says, what's broccoli? Is that a joke? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Padamon, you're so cute. I love Padamon. So All they, the Digimon are pretty great. Like, yeah. uh, They decide to head off to the village, but we get a shot of the black gear that hit the mountain just grinding against some stone for some reason, and then another shot of Miramon's face. And They just keep hammering it in, like, this will be relevant, this will be relevant. Yeah, but this, this is where relevant. we get a shot of Miramon standing at the side of a lake, and the gear just, like, straight up fucking buries itself in his back. It's Which, kind of despite horrifying. the despite the fact Fucking that he appears ow. to be made of like entirely flame, like that's clearly that gear is clearly digging into flesh. Yeah. yeah, and he is like straight up screaming in agony at this point. He's just, yeah, that looks like it fucking it's hurts. Up. Fucking ow! <laughs> anyway, the the team arrives at the village. Uh, turns out it's really small. As in, the huts are about two feet high. I kind of enjoy this game. I like that. Shows. Yeah, it's just like, I, I see something really far away, it's a village. Oh. Oh, <laughs> um, it's just tiny. There's, yeah, it's a Yokomon village, so there's just Yokomon everywhere. There are a fucking lot of Yokomon. Yeah, oh, yeah, no, like... we'll see We'll see later just how many Yokomon there <laughs> it's are. kind of ridiculous. Um... Like, I, I, I seriously wonder how this village sustains itself. Like, are they just self-cannibalizing? Because it's the only way to sustain <laughs> oh, that many. God. But Yokomon asked Beomon, you know, when did she digivolve? Is, are they just assuming that all Yokomon came from this village? Because Beomon definitely did not. No. Well, she might have... Well, mm. No, we know exactly where her egg was and where she hatched and where she, like, grew up. That's a fair point, yeah. She has never been to this village in her entire life. It's kind of weird. No, I think, yeah. Huh. Yeah, all the Yokomon are talking to Beomon, and Sora is, like, listening in because she's an eavesdropping fuck. Come on, <laughs> Sora. And it's just Beomon complimenting how awesome Sora is. And, and then Sora having the realization of, like, oh, they did evolve when they help us. Yeah, it's like, that's why she's been that around. That point has not been hammered in hard enough yet, apparently. No. No. And we get, like, so fucking flashbacks about how digivolving works, because we just, we haven't understood from, like, the last five fucking times. 
So don't worry, kids. If you ever in trouble, just make sure your pet is overfed and it'll grow super huge. Yeah, that's exactly how it works. So then Beeramon just, like, pokes Sora in the face and says they've been invited to dinner with the Yokos. Um, do we just get to drop the Mon whenever we want? Well, because that would make talking about this show a lot easier. It'd be weird, though, honestly. Like, it feels weird to talk about them, to talk about Digimon without adding the Mon at the end. It yeah, it's like, I can't just say Agu. No, mm, no, you cannot. No, don't do that. That's Yeah. <laughs> so everyone's wondering, it's like, what do all the Yokomon eat? And before they get an answer, TK notices they have a water fountain. <laughs> and then the Yokomon says, the fountain pumps water from Mount Mihurashi. Get used to that name, folks. Yep, it pops up like a fucking million times and then never gets mentioned again. Apparently it's the best water in the world. In the Pentagon galaxy. says it's the best in the galaxy. So, which brings to this point, do you think there are other planets in the digital world? I do, and one of them is populated by Digimon even more evil than the ones on this planet, and they invade, and I'm delving into my own personal headcanon again. <laughs> <laughs> is it like a digital universe and not just one world? Well, I guess the I guess to answer that, we have to ask the question, are there other intelligent <laughs> beings in our galaxy, and have they created digital computers? I wonder if you can just fly from the real world and wind up on planet Digiworld somewhere. If you don't actually God have to willing. go through a computer. Oh God! Do you think? <laughs> do you think that instead of like the computers in that you know weird tidal wave thing at the beginning of this series, it's just a wormhole? Yeah, that would be awesome. <laughs> But I don't think that's the way it works. Because I mean, that would explain how digital monsters could exist in the real world. It would, instead of just the bullshit, yeah, we can deal with <laughs> it. Because, you know, why not? Um, also, how the fuck does Tentamon know that? Seriously, stop bullshitting. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Tentamon just makes everything up. Yeah, he's that he's that know-it-all kid on the playground who, whenever you bring up anything, he's like, oh, "Actually, you know what I heard? You, yeah, you know what I heard? Yeah, that's actually the best in the galaxy." <laughs> God damn it! Um, Tentamon has an uncle who works at Nintendo. Oh yeah. <laughs> so Mount Mihurashi was the mountain that they saw the gear slam into at the start of the episode. Uh, apparently, it's uh, a volcano. Which, okay. And um, all the all the heat boils the germs away. Well, I mean that's yeah. I mean that's basically that it's basically sense. hot spring. It's a hot yeah. spring, but the water they get is cool. Well, that's cooled by traveling all the way. Like they're pretty far away from the mountains. So that makes sense. I mean, you say that, but Miramon travels it in like ten seconds. Uh, I guess the mountains just really tiny. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, I was saying, like, the mountains are far away, she's also tiny as well. Like, um, so then we get another shot of Miramon, and he is just screaming, and going on about how much it hurts, and it burns, and, and everything is awful. Dude, I mean, scares me. Like... We've, we've all been there, we just cut back on the Taco Bell, and everything's <laughs> oh, good. Oh, that's the worst black gear. We haven't had Taco Bell <laughs> no. in Australia since the 90s. It's probably for the best. I mean, yeah, it was forced out because there was another place called, like, something Del Taco Bell. Yeah, something like that. I think they're both and shut down wait, now. <laughs> Del, Del Taco Bell? That's just combining two 
taco fast food places. <laughs> no, yeah, because it was like because of franchising rights in Australia, it meant that they couldn't exist in Australia with the same name. And then when they came back, by that time the other Taco Bell closed down, so they could be franchised here. And then it wasn't. It's a long. It's boring, why we don't have Burger King and why we have Hungry Jacks. Yeah, we have instead. Hungry Jacks instead of Burger King. It's exactly the same, just a different name. Who knows? Alright. <laughs> um, so yeah, fire just like straight up blasts out of the water fountain. That's which... a fucked up thing to happen to your water fountain. <laughs> yeah, you shouldn't be doing that. It's not like, oh, it's just like a spurt of flame, though. It's like, it's a fucking inferno. Like, I kind of wish we hadn't already lake. made jokes about the California drought, because this would be a good time to do it. <laughs> yeah. <Yep. laughs> Ty checks out the lake, which is completely empty. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he decides to drop a bucket down a well, see if there's any water. Um, and the rope gets burned off. Which, which is a good sign. Yeah. yeah, well, that's, that's he, really, good. he should considering what just happened, he should have seen that coming. <laughs> Come on, Ty. Well, we, we realize, like, Ty's just kind of an idiot. Yeah. So well, Matt remembers the black Immediately, Well, immediately after he pulls it up, another burst of flame comes <laughs> yeah, out of that. Good thing you didn't have your head over it when that happened. Yeah. And we get a nice two-frame animation of him, like, dancing. <laughs> yeah, goggles wouldn't have saved him from that thing. God, so many just shitty animation problems. Um, the Okomon... Once again, at every opportunity, Mount Mihirashi. Every opportunity. It really is like it's. They don't like go up Mount Mihirashi because. They say they don't go up the mountain because it's protected by the hideously dangerous Miramon. That's a nice thing to say about your That's a wonderful water. thing to say about Miramon. Yeah, like. We don't go up there because the dudes are ugly. Like, I mean, <laughs> to be fair, he is kind of hideous. He is ugly and terrifying. But that's not—that's still not a thing to say to him. Oh, it's—it's like... it's rude, this, but <laughs> it's correct. Yeah. Um. Then Ty takes out his spyglass and looks at the mountain, and he just spots Miramon just like fucking sliding down it on his feet. So, and uh, we've mentioned Miramon previously, but we haven't actually properly described him in this episode. Um, he's basically like a naked Johnny Storm who, with flame on. With his mouth <laughs> sho- sewed shut, but it's still open. Like he can still yeah, open he can still it, open it. Still it like stretches. Well, he stitches. can't open it all the way though, because like there's a couple of bits where he's kind of talking, and it sounds like his. It kind of sounds like his teeth are still together. Like mm. yeah, he it's basically like he can open his mouth just big enough to fit a straw. Yeah, and if and he and when he's screaming, he stretches the stitches, which is oh which so horrifying. It's ugh. The Yokomon panic when they see him sliding down the mountain just by jumping up and down. Yeah. The same animation on every single Yokomon. They just jump it's on the spot. Time, this is this show is not aged well in some aspects. No, I, I'm really noticing in this episode that n- like it's just still images except for whatever one element needs to move for that moment. Yep. yep. That's how this show works. Miramon is like, he's going on about it, he's burning too hot. And he is like crying from the pain. It's really disturbing. Yeah. Um, Sora says, "Everyone freeze! Stay perfectly still," which is a pretty great way to justify the fact that for the next ten seconds, there's not a single animation. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It's completely still. Every shot of the kids for like the next minute, nearly, is just painting over a still shot. 
And yet, there's no indication that that's going to actually accomplish anything. Because nobody <laughs> mentions no, that Miramon's no, vision no is based on movement. Yeah, it's not like a fucking Tyrannosaurus Rex. <laughs> what, what possible purpose could standing perfectly still serve? He oh, knows God, they're there coming. and he's... Don't move! Like, he's coming incredibly quickly directly towards them. Even if he didn't know they were there, he's going to still set them on fire. Exactly. It's okay, it's okay, guys. When the comet is about to hit Earth, everyone just needs to stand still on Earth. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll be okay. You'll be yeah, fine. the camera will just miss us. Yeah. <laughs> So this I like this I like this next little bit because it's really really creepy because Miramon's like shouting about it burning slowly sort of shifts to just yelling burn and his you know cries turn into more of a laughter like the yeah. madness of the, his pain has taken him and he actually yeah. has a line where he says you're all gonna need fire extinguishers. Jesus Christ, deal with me. Actually, like, wanted, like, he's a pretty disturbing villain. <laughs> like, basically, we get to witness the gear hitting him and him slowly devolving into madness from it. Yeah. It's. But yeah, then, after we get in another how many shot. Fucking yeah, holy shit. Place. So, Ty tells everyone to run, and they all decide to run to the, um,. The sunken ship. ship in the middle of the dried out lake. Which conveniently has a huge, like, cave-like opening in the bottom of it. <laughs> well, I mean, if it's a sunken ship, I imagine there must have been some sort of rupture. Yeah. Who knows? You you would hope there'd be something. Like, <laughs> we also find out it's not even like it's not even like a whole sunken ship. It's like half the ship is embedded into the yeah. base of the lake as well. It's weird. Well, but, I mean, like everything in the digital world, this didn't happen. It was built this way. So <laughs> they like turned they turned off clipping when they were putting the model in there. When when they're all running towards this ship, there were not this many Yokomon. Oh no, it's a contin like they basically just it's filmed like a fucking a, waterfall of Yokomon. Yeah, they basically filmed a short animation cycle of Yokomon like streaming down and then just looped that. And yeah. it's just pink. It's just a stream of pink. It's just, yeah, there's like, you can make out like five Yokomon, and then the rest of it is just a pink mass. So Yokomon are the Digi-World digi equivalent of Tribble. Yep. I'd say a lot of the Digimon in that, like, at it's that stage actually, are like Tribbles, yeah. yeah. <laughs> all the, like the baby fucking... and in-trending ones, they're all kind of like that. But there's so many of them, like, and that's a tiny village. Like. I, I do like in this shot when they're all running. It's got a shot of Izzy, and he's carrying Tentomon. Tentomon can fly. Like, Tentomon can fly. <laughs> what a lazy fuck. And also, like, even Patamon's like clinging to TK's head. Like, <laughs> I know they're not the fastest flyers or runners, but come on. Like, if Yokomon like, cannot run them, there's something wrong. Like, Palamon, Gomamon, I can understand because that sea of Yokomon would just carry them away. But <laughs> at least Gomamon can maybe ride the sea of Yokomon, but like. Yeah. Yeah, also, like, Palamon is, like, made of leaves. Like, if she has floppy limbs, I get it. But, but yeah, Tentomon, Palamon. Guys don't really have an excuse. Yeah, they don't even need to fly. They just need to hover like two feet off the ground. Yeah, I do like the shot of Joe where he's carrying like a dozen Yokomon on yeah, his that's back. That's the triple scene of just like that, oh god. That specific model of Joe is the only one they use for a good chunk of this because he appears in a few more scenes later on, and they're still just covering yeah. him. <laughs> it's still sitting on him. It's 
It's weird. Sora, are we missing someone? And she sees Beomon is at the top of the lake. Because it's a really deep, dried out lake. It's like a cliff to get down. And Beomon's at the top. Like, just telling all the Yokomon how to get down. Yeah. Uh, and she says she won't leave until all the Yokomon are safe. Um, at which point, you know, all the Yokomon are safe. Miramon just, like, casually strolls up and swats her off the cliff. Yeah, that's so weird. He's running at full blast this entire time, and then he stops in the village and slowly walks up to the edge. It's like a casual stroll, and then he just punts her off the cliff. (laughs) (laughs) And at this point, Sora calls her Bio. Which is really weird. Not allowed to do that. Just stop, just stop. (laughs) But there's all this, like, relaxing, calming music as she gives her a hug and, you know, they call each other friends. You guys are not safe. This is not time for relaxing, calming friendship moments. Fireman! Flaming Deathman is, like, ten feet away from you right now. Um, And then you get this shot of Beomon, like, flies out of Sora's arms to go fight him. This fucking scene, watch it carefully. Uh, You see Sora, like, hugging Beomon, and Beomon leaves. There is another Sora. What? It's like they had the this, this still shot of Sora when she was hugging Beomon. And oh as God, soon as she right. starts to move, there's another Sora just, like, oh in front yeah. of her. You're right. They they must have, like, had, like, a... <sighs> I'm trying to explain how that... <laughs> like, they clearly forgot to erase, like, some underlying yeah. piece when they were doing this. It's like the model of Sora standing still wasn't moved when they started introducing the one of her moving, so we just get two of them. Oh, it's so weird. Well, um, this isn't going to be the first time we end up with two Soras. The immediate next scene, um, Beomon shoots a spiral twister at Miramon. Mm -hmm. Uh, The very first frame of this spiral twister, Beomon does not have a beak. That's true. Uh, And then partway through the animation, Beomon has two beaks. (laughs) <laughs> well, the the important thing is, like, over the course of the attack, she has the right number of average <laughs> beaks. Yes. Yeah. Um, I have a picture of her somewhere. I'll put it up as, like, the... Also, the key, they can never decide which title picture. feet her ankle bracelet is on. Yeah, it's on the wrong foot in this little shot. Which, uh, why even have it on the screen? Um, yeah. She just shoots like four more spiral twisters. It's the same animation, just looped. Well, the yeah. reason Again. the reason she the reason she has that tag is like if she ever like flew off and somebody found her, they'd know to give her back to Sora. <laughs> <laughs> She's microchipped. But every time Beeramon hits Miramon, he just gets bigger and bigger. Which they're attacking him with fire and like spiral twisters. Like I always assumed it was like an air, air elemental attack, but yeah. well, I guess that still makes sense because like well, yeah. adding oxygen to fire makes it stronger. <laughs> um, yeah, Miramon just shoots a fireball at Beomon. She falls out of the sky. I wish when the rest of the team shows up, um, Joe is still carrying the Yokomon. So many Yokomon! <laughs> but the uh, rest of the Digimon attack, uh, and if you notice in Gabumon's Blue Blaster, the top half of his horn is just cut off. It's not there. Yeah, I noticed that as well. Like, <laughs> What? Seriously, this is the same animation you've used a dozen times already. How do they fuck it up? <laughs> oh my god. And Miramon gets even bigger. Like, 
Which again kind of makes sense. A pepper breath is just gonna feed the fire. Yeah, fireball uh, boom bubbles gonna just gonna Agumon. just gonna feed the fire. Um, whatever Gabumon's attack is, I don't know. Ice fire, but it's still fire. No yeah, it's, it's flaming, flaming ice, which it's I guess fire. feeds fire. Yeah. And then also the electricity, which is like okay, that's just other fire. It's just all fire. <laughs> like... Um. Yeah, Miramon gets ridiculously huge. Yeah, Sky almost like yeah, building size. Yeah, uh, it kind of gets ridiculous. And Matt and- says maybe he just has growing pains. At which point <laughs> Izzy just goes, "Growing pains." <laughs> oh. <laughs> the best Izzy. Yeah, Miramon has a great has another great line. He says, "Why must I suffer so?" Which gets a little heavy for this show. Yeah, I mean, he's a really disturbing villain for a kid's show. Yeah, gigantic Miramon jumps down the cliff, uh, and Beermon's like, I have to save my friends, and Digivolves. Mm-hmm. And we almost get a complete sequence, except for one part where it intercuts with a shot of Izzy's face for some reason. Yeah, yeah. There's like there's light and whatever going on off off screen. Why Izzy's face? Why not Sora's face? Yeah, like. Oh. Anyway, Bedramon's here. Bedramon is <laughs> really fucking big, right? Holy shit, she's huge. And what is wrong with her mouth? So yeah, what is wrong with her moment. mouth is she has teeth on her beak. Yeah. She has a beak, but they have teeth, and they kind of, like, close over each other, so she's got teeth pointing out. It's kind of like time. if you took a duck's teeth and just put it on the outside. Hmm. It's really weird. But, also, I mean, the, other other than they, that, and the fact that she kind of has a duck bill, like, she's basically just a phoenix. She's a ho-oh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, because <laughs> her mega form, which we never get to see, uh, in Japanese is Huomon. Oh, okay. And in English, that is Phoenix Mon. Gotcha. So right, yeah, she becomes more of a phoenix, but like, I mean, this is basically just a giant firebird. Yeah, she's she's a firebird. Yeah. Um. So she's just like flying around, not really doing anything. And Miramon just throws fireballs at her. Yeah, she just like gets knocked the shit out of with fireballs. But she uses her signature attack, which. We don't actually name. get to know what it is because she doesn't speak a word other than her name when she digivolves in mm. this entire sequence. And just squawks. <laughs> but but it's not a but it's not an actual like wing. it's not an actual like bird noise though. It's clearly a person doing a bird noise. Yeah. Exactly. Her attack's like called go, Meteor Ka-ka! Wing. But yeah, she doesn't say the name. Also the animation is different. Yep. So every other time she uses it, she like opens her wings and fire shoots out. This time she opens her wings they sparkle, then she closes her wings and fire shoots out. What? And then Miramon absorbs the fire, which this time makes him shrink? It's bad fire. Okay. It's, nega fi- it's nega fire. The black God. gear flies if, out and explodes. I, uh, that's, that's fair, though. I mean, if Gabumon can shoot fire that's ice, clearly Bergeron can shoot fire that's cold. And she shoots fire that is on fire. Yeah. It's double fire. <laughs> um, yeah, the black gear just explodes. Ooh. Izzy yeah. immediately says, it must have been the gear that was making him go crazy. Good He's work, Izzy. He's wrong, Izzy, but 
your reasoning is kind of, you know, what the fuck. Um, yeah, how would you know that? Also, he theorized it was an, it was a spacecraft before. Like, <laughs> I mean, if you had a space, up. if you had a spacecraft jammed in, you'd probably go a little crazy. Yeah. Sure. See, at this point, I'm not really sure if they had decided yet if the Black Gear was, like, mind control, which it very much is later on, or if it's just it hurt so much he went crazy. A little bit of a But it, it's blatantly mind control. Um, it's, it's very Beomon painful, regresses. crazy mind control. Yeah. Beomon regresses back to Beomon and goes and hugs Sora, and Sora just calls her B. Which, that Did one works. Not... That sounds like a nickname. Yeah. Still, though. Mm, no. no B is fine. It's I don't think they've earned like it yet. Weird. Sora and Biomon have known each other for like two days. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> still not not right. It's um, just weird because when you try to apply to the out. other like Digimon, the names don't work. No. It just does not work at all. You can maybe call Palmon Pal, um, but that's just called... All the fires Pal. have gone out. Yep. Yeah. That... Yeah. <laughs> Miramon says that you know he attacked the Yokomon because he couldn't control himself. All he could remember was being hit by the gear while up on Mihirashi Mountain. God damn it! Still, they've just got to make it just as much as possible. Not say the fucking mountain. Say, well, yes, we can like because we'll never hell. say it again. <laughs> exactly. Um. So then the Yokomon were like, "Oh yeah, we forgot. We guys are going to give you dinner." Like, do do you think maybe the dinner. people writing the show thought that we wouldn't make the connection between Miramon and Mir- Mirashi Mountain, so they just kept saying it, hoping that it would eventually sink in? I don't know. Maybe it's really weird that they mention it so many times. Um, yeah, the Yokomon give everyone dinner, and it's just like a bowl of birdseed. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. Like, the Yokomon and Beomon love it. I mean, the Yokomon, they're not birds, so. But they're still, like, they're plants, and plants? plants need seeds, I guess. Like, plant food? Hmm. Like, Palmon's having a good time with it, isn't she? Yeah. TK chows down. <laughs> he likes Honestly, it. Honestly, like, I, if. Fuck it. If I was that hungry, I'd eat anything, even if it was just the seedy parts of trail mix. Um, Matt says, has anyone noticed that we talk a lot about food? <laughs> I mean, to be fair, they're kids who are trapped on a fucking, like, yeah. they're marooned on an island. Like, the only thing more yeah. important when you're marooned than food is water. So, yeah, it makes sense that that's going to consume a lot of your, like, day-to-day concerns. <laughs> Hey, does anyone find Which it weird that we're talking about survival when we're, like, stranded? Huh. <laughs> <laughs> Joe like, says, um, he's not sure what they're eating, but he's probably allergic to it. Yeah. Ah, Joe's allergic to everything. He also, he also, yeah, he also says that he's skipping this because he doesn't like to eat on an empty stomach. <laughs> yeah, Joe's which implies, Joe, which would indicate that Joe's... Joe's so far into starvation that he no longer has an appetite, which means death is near. <laughs> Joe is just, yeah, he's going crazy. He can't deal with the stress anymore. The heat just pushed him over the edge. He can't do it. No, I don't blame him, but still, Jesus Christ, Joe. Like... He's, in that, he's in that stage of fasting where, like... <laughs> 
He's in that stage of fasting where he thinks the entire world makes sense when really he's just rambling incoherently. <laughs> yeah, oh, I've done that. Crazy. Yep. Uh, uh, this episode, we get an exiting narration from oh, Sora. We do, don't we? Yeah. Which, and what we don't get is the um, the weird like shrinking frame. We don't get that. It's just like a. They're they're done with that, aren't they? I thought they only cut. did that for a few episodes. Yeah, I don't think it, no, if it ever happens again. Mm. I think from now on, mostly what we get is like the freeze frame with like a painting style finish on it. Yeah, I remember that happening we get, a lot. We get that a lot. Uh, yeah. I don't know when that starts or ends. But yeah, exiting narration, keeping track. <laughs> Put it on the telly. I think from this point on, the narration for the beginning of the episode is probably going to be whoever the last episode was about. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they so do that. I'd, I'd bet money the next episode will be narrated at the start by Sora. And later by Izzy. And then the next episode's Izzy's. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Izzy's episode is uh, weird. <laughs> we'll get yeah, to that we'll, next week. Yeah, we'll get to that, I guess. <laughs> it's unusual. In the context of this show, it's unusual, which is saying something. Yeah, that, that, that's it, the it thing. Definitely, you, yeah. It definitely um, brings in some of the weirder elements of this show, which is It's, it's like lot. saying, hey, this episode of Twin Peaks is weird. Like, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like that. The, yeah. But, so, Bergeramon? introduced we get another flashback about digivolving because obviously kids are too stupid to remember i don't really like bergeron's design no no if they gave her less of a disgustingly weird beak i'd be fine yeah honestly honestly the beak is the entire problem because like everything else about her is just a firebird which is normally really cool yeah, yeah, and the whole, I, I was like, I was wrong. Ho, she's not a ho. That's that's Phoenix Mind. She's a Moltres, but with the <laughs> yes. wrong beak. Moltres with the wrong beak yes. is all it is. <laughs> Moltres with the wrong fuck. <laughs> she's Moltres with a Psyduck beak. Because all of the um, with a fucked up Psyduck. Bergeron from behind, where you Psy- can't see her mouth. Psytress. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh god, she's Psytress just an one. awful Pokemon fusion. but uh yeah all like the shots of like just her wings and stuff where it's like constantly shifting and stuff it's really cool yeah Yeah, there's a couple of scenes even in this awful awfully animated episode where you see her from behind and it looks rad Mm. because it's like she's made of fire but not it just looks like she is and then a weird like yeah you can't you just can't tell where the feathers yeah (laughs) just Really like, okay, like for the audience at home who aren't following the show or like who don't have any idea what Pokemon looks like, just so like intertwine your fingers and then apply that to like the front of a beak. Yeah, yeah that's, that's that's pretty what the much teeth it. Look like. Yeah, that's that's it's fucked up yeah. and weird. She is weird. Also, she's huge. Like yeah, all of like... the giant Digimon in this show have varying sizes. Um. Well, yeah, consistency Which isn't the thing that gets exists. kind of ridiculous when you get yeah. to some of the when you get to some of the bigger Digimon like yeah. Mega Kabuterimon, who shifts sizes on a regular basis. 
but well, Bergeron like, is that's big just, enough. That's just a thing Beatles do. It's that's normal. <laughs> Bergeron well, is also... big enough that Sora can sit on her foot. Yeah, like one talon. Can, she can just ride on a talon. Yeah, and she does often. Which yeah, like in the opening um, sequence, the shot yeah, she's of like Sora by is her, her hanging on to Bergeron's like toe. Yeah. <laughs> Which is very fucking dangerous. But, yeah. And Miramon. What the fuck were they thinking? I don't know. Like, just Fireman with his mouth so I don't know if we get another villain who is quite as... I don't think another villain who is quite as just disturbing as him. Yeah. Because, like, the rest of them are like, oh, they're just childhood, you know, uh, kids' show villains. Like, it's a demon guy. It's like, yada yada. And it's like, not Fireman with Mouse. It's an ogre. Sunshine. It's a snowman. It's an ape man. That's gotta be. Microphone. There's. It's gotta be. That's gotta be a visual <laughs> reference to something. Because how else do you come up with that? I don't know. Like, Someone is it had supposed? A really bad day at the office. Is it supposed to be like based on maybe like burning a doll in effigy? Maybe. Oh god, this is about the only thing I can think of. That is pretty bad. But at least, it, at least there's a genesis to it. Like, it's not just the. Terrifying fireman. Because the person who just comes up with that out of nowhere scares me a lot more than the person who says, "Hey, let's take this awful, awful dark reference and put it into a kids show." <laughs> but like, yeah, like looking at the actual page of Miramon on wikis and stuff, there's no like, "Oh, this is based on such such." No, it's just like yeah. he's just on fire and screaming and terrifying. And has his mouth well, sewn I, I think, shut. Like, I can't get past that point. <laughs> Why? I think, I, I think it's the fact that he's supposed to be a firewall. Well, no. But even then, because it that comes sense. up later on. You're right, it's it a, does. It does. Jedi goes and visits the Great Wall of Fire. Yeah. Oh, God. It's an alright episode. Even if... Like, just because Miramon is terrifying. Yeah, Miramon makes up for just because it's at least something to talk about. <laughs> yeah. No, actually, I actually really like what they do with Miramon. Like, the whole the whole thing where you see the gear hit and you kind of see his progression from yeah. dude minding oh, yeah. his own business to horrifying <clears throat> monster. Yeah, mm. that's the part that's well done in this episode. The rest of it is like, okay? <laughs> like I said, they hadn't really decided at this point what the gears do. And they went for hurts you so much you go crazy and start burning people alive. Which, Again, if you had a gear hmm. embedded in your flesh, maybe you might do the same thing. Yeah. So, Who knows? Yeah. I suppose it's I suppose it's kind of like the thing where if you put a piece of tape on a cat's back, it'll keep like backing up to try and get it get it off, even though it can't. This is the same sort of thing. He's trying to run forward. He's trying to get that gear out, but he just can't because it's embedded inside him and moving with him. Yep. <laughs> God. This episode also kind of sets the formula for the next, uh, like, eight episodes. Yeah, basically yeah. the rest of this arc. Mm. Up until, I mean, the kids get split up in, like, four or five episodes, and then, yeah, they just try and get back together. But this is the basis of... And it also kind of stretches into the, um, the Edamon arc as well, because they have a similar thing with the Dark Network. A little bit, yeah. But yeah, this is the beginning of the formula. <laughs> um, finally, four episodes in, we yes. finally get to see a formula. And it also establishes that, you know, Digimon can talk. Uh, instead of just the, 
oh look, there's a giant Digimon that is basically feral and wants to kill us. Yeah, it's the first time That's they fight. Reason. Yeah, it's the first time they fight an actual like intelligent like adversary instead of just yeah, someone who the local wildlife. Back. Yeah, they fight something sentient rather than it being sapient. Yeah. Yep. And yeah, it it it, it adds on to it because the show does eventually start getting good. I swear. <laughs> um, <laughs> I like this. Like, just, just believe me, please. You've got to believe. It me. does get good. It's I just, promise. it's just early, early days. Yeah, it it uh, takes a while to ramp up, and there's some massive growing pains here. <laughs> growing pains. <laughs> I just like that. Oh god, he makes damn a it. joke like five seconds earlier, <laughs> yeah. and then he gets pissed off at Matt going, "You can't even make a pun. Like, a better <laughs> pun, at least." Come on, you got man. mad because it was like in the middle of the fight. Yeah, yeah. When timing. Read the room, Matt. Absolutely <laughs> smashed. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually looking forward to next episode because we get some of the more bizarre plot elements. Which yeah, and and only really come up like three times, but they're very interesting. Really, I recall like once we see the dark, the uh, black gears. Like that start when the like plotting starts to actually kind of pick up and it starts being actually interesting on its own. So mm. I'm eager to see if that memory is accurate. It the show really it begins to pick up once we meet Devimon, which is after Mimi's episode. I want to say that sounds about right because she she'd be the she'd be the uh, like she would be after the, her they only only be TK and TK. Like, yeah, I'm pretty sure Mimi's the last before TK. No, Joe Joe's actually the last one. Is it and Joe? The, yep. Oh, was, oh, okay. And then uh, the episode right after that is called "Evil Shows His Face," so I'm pretty sure uh, that's where we see him. Yeah, that's where. We'll oh, meet I don't Devimon. know about that. That's that's assuming a lot. <laughs> <laughs> You're just assuming that the you know Digimon that looks like the devil is evil. Well, that's the interesting thing about this show, though. Like, other than in the opening credits where you, you know, see his, like, shadow looming over everything. Which is awesome. Which is, yeah, it's yeah. a great shot. But other than that, like, there's absolutely no indication that there's an actual, like, bad guy. So no. far, everything in the show is just portrayed as sort of survival. Yeah. Mm. And, and the black gear is the first indication of something else happening. And even that just seems like something happening. There's no sense of, like, a intelligence or, you know, individual malice involved. Yeah, it just seems like a virus. And, and once Devimon shows up, it gets more focused because the, the group is focused on beating Devimon. But it's just weird if you consider that this original 13 episode run was what they were planning just the show to be, or at least kind of expecting the show to be, that they waited until halfway through the show to even introduce the main villain. Yeah. Yep. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. And... I've said before, after the Devimon arc, it, the show does kind of take time to find its legs again. Yeah, yeah. that entire Edamon sequence is The Edamon of... arc was kind of like these early episodes. Like, it was there's... sort of just trying to find its own There's, I want to say two... heading into Myotis mode. Yeah, I want to say two really good episodes in that arc, and the rest... They're kind of forgettable. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's like seven or eight episodes long, the Edamon arc. I can remember two of them. Yeah, and I'm, and I'm guessing I, it's the I same two I remember. Show. I rewatched this show like six months ago. Do they? Do they? I believe they both involve Agumon trying to digivolve to his ultimate form. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> I think there was one with like a cruise ship. Oh yeah, and I remember that. That's one. when yep. Mimi got the crest, I think. But yeah, it, a lot of that arc is forgettable. 
But, yeah, it's pretty much those two episodes and a couple of beats, bits and but, pieces. And that's yeah. Once that arc's it. finished, it really kicks into gear, starting with that really bizarre episode 21. Yeah. Yep. Which I'm looking forward to. It's a really good episode. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I have a lot to say about that one for sure. Yeah. Um, what else are we going to talk about? Are we just going to... I think there's not much else. Like, mm. unless we have any... Did we get any... Uh, um, listener questions? I was about to say reader questions, but... I always say read Digimon. I don't think so. <laughs> reader reader questions, viewer questions. There's a lot Anything of things that they can't listening. really do with a podcast. Hmm. Digi-questions. <laughs> Digi-questions. Yeah, send your Digi-requests. Is that what we should call the uh, the question segment? The Digi-questions? <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, they're cause... all sent to us electronically, unless somebody... Wa- like somehow manages to figure out a way to send a physical letter to us. Like if you can I figure out one of our mailing would... addresses, go for it. Didn't we say that if you wanted to send us a letter to uh, address it to the digital world? Yes, <laughs> we will find its way. Yeah, <laughs> send your digi. De- you know, for the digi destin out there, send your digi questions. <laughs> <laughs> Just shove it through your computer screen, and it'll like travel through whatever like barriers separate our worlds. Yeah. Yeah, if you have a disk drive, just shove it in there and something good will happen. We promise. It's okay. Yeah. Just do it. I'm yeah, having if... a lot of trouble because I've been trying to find more information on um, Digimon Try. But oh, right, everything yeah. online that talks about Digimon, all they care about right now is Cybersleuth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, that game I did really... just find something. That game really blew up, which is nice. Uh, mm-hmm. Paul Gordon, who was the guy who composed, wrote, and performed the majority of the Digimon themes. Mm-hmm. So he wrote the main theme, he wrote Going Digital, Run Around, all the awesome songs you remember. Oh, let's let's okay. kick it up, which is probably yeah. the best thing to come um, out of season two. He has passed away. No! Yeah. What? No! Like last night, he was 52. Oh, God. oh that's young. Hmm. Jesus Christ. 2016, the year that just keeps of the taking. B-52s? Oh, what? Paul Gordon, keyboardist slash guitarist of the B-52s, known for composing music for Power Rangers, Transformers, and Digimon. Holy crap! Oh, Jesus Christ. The, one of the wow. more influential guys in our childhood that we never knew. Hmm. He, was a pa- oh. he made yeah, it Wild for Force. Wild Force, yeah. And also for the Robots in Disguise Transformers series. Huh. Which was That's one of my really favorite sad. ones, fuck! That's really sad. I just found that well, out then. So. Well, rest in peace, Paul Gorman. Jesus Christ, you mm. had an influence on us. No kidding. I'll go listen to the entire soundtrack again, even though that's <laughs> kind of yep. what I do on Same. a regular basis. Same. Let's Kick It Up is a legitimately amazing song. I, I, am, I am definitely a fan of Run, Run Around myself. Run Around is also really good. Yeah. I remember in that uh, abridged of the first try, um... Because in the Japanese one, when it's Omnimon fighting Alphamon, they just yeah. have the uh, the Japanese Digivolve song, which is called Brave Heart, mm-hmm. which played in every single Digivolve sequence in the entirety of the show, which is oh actually boy. really cool. Uh, yeah. But in this abridged, they played Let's Kick It Up instead. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> which, they made the correct decision. Yes, the right decision. Um, yeah. So I think we might leave it off there. Joel, okay. you can plug your podcast again. Yeah, um, so amazing. if you haven't checked out Teenager's Attitude yet, um, definitely give that a listen. It's basically the same show, but for Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. 
And we intend oh, on, once we get through all of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers in like three years, moving on from there. Three? So. There's a lot of Mighty Morphin episodes. You've Every- been going for like eight months. And, and we are halfway through season one of Mighty Morphin. Of 22. Yep. And then also, God, the most recent episode of that where I was a guest on was... It's fucked up. <laughs> Seven people on a <laughs> podcast people. is too many. Yeah, we, uh, we, we made, we made a, a horrible, amazing mistake. Uh, that's the episode that just dropped. Um... Out today, I haven't even listened to it yet. So. Yep, it's it's an it's an absolute clusterfuck, and it was a <laughs> blast to record. So, yep. <laughs> I think it was about four hours of recording, and the host Zach has been able to reduce it down to maybe two hours and fifty minutes. Oh, there was yeah, there had to have been at least <laughs> so two hours of conversation content. that wasn't even on mic. It was. Yeah. <laughs> you get seven people. You get seven people together in a Skype call, and things will what go absolutely disaster. That would be to record. Oh, you, you will you will bear witness to that. And <laughs> yeah, I think Uh-oh. I think Zach finished editing it like shortly before he put it up. Yep, <laughs> took him two he also weeks. Did it while sick, apparently, and drunk. <laughs> and drunk? Well, I think you'd need well, to. Well, because we were we recorded another bonus episode, and he was sick and drunk at that point. So <laughs> I don't know if you I don't know if you're supposed to mix Benadryl with al- alcohol. To be honest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he was actually doing that. It was like we were a little concerned, but I think he needed whatever he needed to get through. <laughs> I think after hosting process. seven people and having to edit all of that together, I'm thinking yeah, seven I'm, different audio tracks. I'm <laughs> thinking we might have to build up a bit of a buffer here and then give him a couple of weeks off because I'm a little worried now. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast is killing him, sick. and that means one of us will have to take over, and I don't want that. Oh God! What if it's Luke? <laughs> So, well, Luke has already Luke has already gone mad, so I don't know if we'd really notice a change a at that point. Ago. He started mad. <laughs> Anyone who can edit together like ten episodes of a podcast that like, runs for two hours an episode in a day. I think Luke. I think Luke's podcast uh, Let's Place actually had eight or nine people on it at one point. So yeah, yeah dude. If anyone's up for the challenge of editing together a clusterfuck, he'd be the one. Yeah, it's true. So yeah, also go check out Let's Place uh, by our friend Luke, um, where he scientifically ranks um, every video game known to man five at a time. Every single game, all of them. Oh god! I think the list uh, is up it... into the like sixties or seventies now. Um. Well, there's what? There's like thirty episodes, and it's five something like that. Games and, and episodes. So... So um yeah he's he's getting there almost almost done I think <laughs> yeah yeah he'll be done soon yeah. he just he's has I mean he just has there. he just has about fifty episodes worth of Digimon games to to process and that should do yep. it yeah God, oh do you think we could do you think we could convince oh, him to do an all Digimon him. episode do a, do a Digimon special oh god that'd be great be awesome. Just base it only on, like, the plot synopsis. Well, yeah, we'd have to find, like, five <laughs> games that only, like, came out in Japan that none of us have ever had any experience with before and know yeah, nothing about. Ryu. All the Ryu games that none yeah, of there us we go. have played that make no sense. Yep. <laughs> Ryu Akiyama, the greatest Digimon character <laughs> ever made. The greatest Digimon, Digimon character nobody knows about. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the hero who saved us, we don't know. Like... And there's this whole thing about how it's like, he fought in his games, canonically, probably the most powerful Digimon to have ever existed, like three no, times. 
Nope, he, no, no one fucking knows about him. Like, and the whole time, he had to borrow Ty's Digivice because he didn't have one of his own. <laughs> That's the whole thing, is that he wasn't a Digidestin, so how? he didn't get a Wait, Digivice. how would that work? Guy. I always thought that Digivices were, like, a genetic link between you and your Digimon. How could you borrow somebody Apparently else's? Apparently not, because Agumon gives Ryu Ty's Digivice, and that's how he gets to the digital world. Oh, You would have thought Agumon might mention that to Ty at some point. I th- yeah, probably did. Or was that the equivalent of Digimon, like, Digidestin cheating? Like- <laughs> Agumon looks up to Ty and says, sorry, I'm leaving you for Ryu. He's so much cooler. And then immediately after he does it, Ty just completely forgets about Agumon because that's how Ty rolls. Yep. That's true. Yeah. It's not the first time an Agumon has left him and he's forgotten about it. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Ty is a terrible person. They're all terrible, let's be honest here. Yeah, Kari's alright. Kari yeah, is. Kari isn't. Kari, probably the best out of the bunch, frankly, like, objectively speaking, but... I mean, that's because she spends half of her time possessed by, like, an angel. True. Or what I assume is an angel, because they never explain it. It's an angel. It's an angel. It's a digi-angel. No, but those exist. She has one. No, no, that's a Digimon angel. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Or a Digi-angel-mon, I guess. Yeah. Digi Angelmon as opposed to just Angemon. Yes, this important this distinction. We're lose ourselves. <laughs> yeah, we should stop before we, we go <laughs> we insane. Can't ana- we can't keep analyzing this, like, the actual fucking etymology of this. The etymology? Oh, fu- no, no. <laughs> this is my birthday, you're doing this. Yeah. So, uh, happy birthday, Jules. Yeah, happy birthday, Jules. Yeah. Your present is terrible, terrible puns. Fuck yeah, that, that's all I want. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, um, you can also, I guess, uh, find me on Twitter at GatsbyLow, where I rant. Probably, we'll be ranting about Digimon as well as other <laughs> things, including Kamen Rider, Power Rangers, and Super Sentai. Oh, um, Kamen Rider. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, and also, uh, yeah, you can also find me on Women Write About Comics. And Tyler, do you have anything to plug, actually? Um, not really, beyond... Wow, so kind of dismissive there. <laughs> no, sorry, I didn't mean I was just like... <laughs> like I, do you even have I, anything to plug? I've, I've been working, like, cool. non-stop for the past couple of weeks, like... <laughs> no, uh, beyond just send us in some questions if you want them read on the show at uh, digitalmoncast at gmail.com. Um, and... You know, give us a rating or a review on iTunes because that makes people look at us more. That'd be good. <laughs> That'd be really good. <laughs> um, Let's expose more people to this madness. <laughs> yeah, people need to know about the truth about Digimon. <laughs> the horror of everything about this show. <laughs> the Digi's out there. <laughs> <laughs> it's got like the I want to believe, but instead of the uh, UFO, it's got a Digivice. No, it's just a black gear. <laughs> oh, yeah, that works too. <laughs> Izzy was right. <laughs> it's like, instead of the, uh, instead of, like, the Magneto was right, it's Izzy was oh, right. Fuck. God, give me a <laughs> picture, give me a picture of Iz- Izzy doing the, the hands apart thing and it just says Digimon. Yeah. <laughs> Digitruther. <laughs> Truthamon. Oh, I think, uh, we might have to leave it there.
Yes. Yeah, we really we all go insane. Yeah, we need to figure out an actual sign off so you can just like force us to end cuz right now we just can just keep... do the um we haven't gotten him yet, but the narrator from the later episodes. There's next oh, time it's... on Digimon, Digital Moncast. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that'll work. That in? <laughs> He's our MC. Yeah. Uh I think we will leave it there though. This is no more fucking around. So we will see everyone next time. Well, we'll we'll talk to you next time. I don't, I don't think we'll um, see you. Yeah, again. <laughs> this is the thing it's audio only. Um, yeah. And we record see this well in advance world. of when you listen to it. I wonder if uh, the digital world has like a podcast equivalent of like you record a podcast what winds up in the digital. Fuck it. I, I said we're ending. <laughs> <laughs> we're done. See everyone next time on Digimon Digital Moncast. Oh, one more thing. Why do I suffer so? If we knew why he was crying, it might help to stop him. Uh, fire's not affecting him. I'm guessing it's not heartburn. Maybe this monster just has growing pains. Growing pains? Matt, this is not a time to joke.